We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, it's a two-for-one special with ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown's Diana Rossini and NFL Network's Jane Slater. Both of these women are fierce, hardworking forces in the industry, but they're also incredibly kind, hilarious, witty, and authentic. So there's a reason that we're all friends and we're also all weirdos. We talk about how reporting has changed during the global pandemic, how to get into parties, and what we think about doing interviews in the locker room. Strap in, folks. Here comes Double Trouble. Hey, guys, welcome on in to Drinks with Binks. I am Julie Stewart Binks. I'm still here in the, the epic JSB Museum, and my mom is not here right now, but her effects is still here on the show. She has made these lovely masks for my show, which is like obviously way too much effort, but I mean, I welcome that sincerely and she's gonna make more apparently for fubo and beyond for free so that is her role on drinks with banks going forward and i'm like surrounded by so many friends like my my old high school friends here i thought why not have my friends from the industry who are also badass females who are covering the nfl on the show and then we can drink and talk about how awesome they are and so that's what we're doing today i'm very excited to be able to welcome in diana arsini from espn's sunday nfl countdown and of course, Jane Slater from NFL Network and the Boys and Girl Podcast. Guys, so great to finally see you. Last time we all hung out was at the Super Bowl, which feels like 10,000 years ago. It felt like a long time ago. And the last time we hung out, our girl Rossini was not engaged. Things have changed. Yes. Oh, yeah. this year. Hot, Jane, huh? Jeez, I was hoping to go. Yeah, let's go. get it right. Let's go right in there. Diana, engaged in the pandemic. How does that feel? Uh, it was as romantic as you can imagine. Um, I don't know. It's all right. It, it's been a good test, you know, because what better way to figure out if you're with the right person than being stuck in a shoebox of an apartment that you can see I live in uh, and, and sort of figuring out whether or not you like each other. And it's like medium right now. So we're in good shape. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Kevin. Both- Does Kevin make a guest appearance on the show? No. He's in there watching Below Deck or some trashy TV show to get away from me. That's my type of guy. <laughs> I'm a little upset, though, Julie, that Georgie's not here. I thought she's going to have, like, a bartender role. Like, oh, I mean, watch what happens that's, live. That's great. I, I, we've only that's- just started the show. So she's, you know, just waiting outside for, like, any moment that she can come in. She's, like, loving it, though. But she has, I will tell you guys, I know it's, like, a bit of a bit we've been doing. But ever since I started broadcasting, she's always been, like, trying to figure out how she can insert herself into like every single job I've had, if I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, this MLS sideline thing, she's like, let's do something on the moms. Let's do something on MLS moms. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm like, well, I, I like, I give her credit for like, you know, okay, she's creative. I love that. Um, but here on the show, we, of course, have a drink and I'm very, I'm excited. You guys are, you know, the powers of B have, have allowed us to have a little bit of alcohol. What do we got today, guys? I'm going Stella. We are, we're all going Stella. Jane, take us through the the beautiful neck, sweet, sweet nectar of Stella. What I like about it is I've had a long, hot day out at the Star in Frisco covering training camp where it's 93 degrees, but it feels like 97. It's a nice, cool and refreshing end of my day. I would, but classy, ladies. We're keeping it classy. Um, I, excuse me. I'm the classy one. I actually put in a glass. I was taught very early in life, 
ladies don't drink from bottles, but apparently in Canada and in Dallas, Texas, that's what you do. But here in the beautiful Garden State, home state of New Jersey here, we use glasses as ladies. Drink our beer. Vince and I have never been accused of being ladies. Yeah, I, I think the three of us in particular have ne yeah, never been accused of being that girl. I have a picture in my room behind me over there, but you can't see it, of the three of us with bottles in our hand, I think maybe even double fisting at the Super Bowl in Miami. So yeah, this is all just a show. I just That was our New Year's Eve celebration of us celebrating what was the end of good times because little did we know it was right ahead of us a month later. I know. And it was, it was for everyone out there, you know, it was literally the most epic night of our lives. It was like, this is the end. The movie, it was just like everything. We should have known at that point that that was the end, but enough about the three of us. I want to know about the two of you because I, I met Jane through Diana and I met Diana through Jen Lada, but how did you guys meet? That's a fun story. I love it. It's like the story of us. Uh, I was covering the Cleveland game at Cleveland, Dallas. And this chick shows up looking like J-Lo in Jersey Girl, like with her bomber jacket and boots. <laughs> it's a hot pink leather jacket. I mean, she was going hard in the paint. Uh, and I just literally said, hey, if you need to know anything about Dallas, here's some of my notes. And then after that, uh, ESPN at the time wasn't doing our girl justice and sending her to all of the things. So I said, come in room with me at Combine and Super Bowl. And honestly, working in the league, it really, as a female, I think behooves you to have the buddy system. And we've been doing this now, what, this is our fifth year, Rossini? Yeah, I think you're downplaying what you actually did. So when you go to these big NFL events, your work has to send you. You can't just show up. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, room and board, all that stuff. Everything's expensive. Everything just adds up. Um, so if you're not assigned anything, you're not going. Um, so Jane was like, look, you should, you should come and you can stay with me and, you know, we'll hang out together. And I didn't really know her that well, but she was so inviting. And I was like, all right, how bad can this girl, you know, with this very thick Southern accent be? <laughs> um, so deceiving. Only when I have drinks. Yeah. And, and you know, from the first night we hung out, it was just, you know, sometimes you meet people and you just know that they're going to be in your life forever, whether you like them or not. And I'm stuck with Jane for life. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that she opened her arms to me. And it really helped start my career in the NFL because if I didn't hang out with Jane at the Combine, at the Super Bowls, I would have never met, like, 90% of my sources I now have in the league. So if it wasn't for her sort of reaching reaching out there we, we you know i wouldn't have what i have right now or this great well she's been equally beneficial too though because like i said when you're starting out in the league and i'm so myopic with the cowboys i cover them so extensively when i get to combine and super bowl it's really that opportunity to go and meet other coaches which sometimes it really helps to meet other coaches and gms to get a sense of what's going on with your own team mm. in other words give me your thoughts how does it work where you're at because if you're so focused on one team, that's the way you've only known it to me. And I've covered the Cowboys on and off. I started with them in 2004, did them for about a year, then came back in 2012 to 14, and then came back 2016. But, of course, I grew up here. But it's all I've ever really known. And what I love about not only did, did Rossini, and this is what I love about her grind, and people don't realize how hard she works. I think they're finally now getting it. She paid for her flights to all of these events, paid for – you know, going to these events to network, but she knew every exec in the room, every coach. And so I, it was just such a mutually beneficial friendship. And what I love about her is we've never competed against each other. We sort of stay in our lanes and, you know, I do my cowboy thing. I love that she's doing the national thing. And I love that she's created really a niche for herself as a national reporter, just to see where she's gone in the last couple of years from sports center anchor to a girl that can do, the Libertard show, which she just crushes it with her impression of Camille. Uh, she's just so on the fly and so dynamic. She kills it on uh, Get Up. And then all the stuff that she's done with NFL Live. And then to be able to also transition to a reporter that breaks stories. There's not a lot of reporters out there that have that sort of skill set. Right, so yeah. That's my girl crush. Yeah, Diana. you don't see that a lot. And I do have to ask you, though, you know, you mentioned, and, and I've seen it from you guys, like you, you are both very intense, amazing reporters. You work so hard. But as you mentioned, Jane, like it, it's never been something where you've you've fought for a job or fought for something. How have you been able to maintain that balance? Uh, I think 
we both can recognize the other's skill set and talent, um, even just from the networking standpoint, while we love to have a good time. And, and I do think the lazy narrative that Slater and I is that we're like the parted girls of the NFL. And it's not. Like, if you ever listen to our conversations that we're having, uh, especially at the Combine, like, we're just having more conversations. We're having conversations with depth, usually, and, and learning more about people's families and getting to know them, which is, like, the crux of all the relationships we've built. That they become more personal relationships, and you start caring more. And when you have those type of things, you can translate it into your work. And, and you know, it, it, I kind of um, compare it to, you know, when – you first walk into a bar with all your girlfriends and it's awkward and strange. And everybody has that one friend who's like sort of the, the wedge and she's Jane's like the wedge. Like she can just like, she does not care. She will talk to any person and, and she's so comfortable and cause she's so smart, but, and no one's going to say no to talk to Jane a, but B she always comes with an interesting angle. Like I love watching reaction of, okay, Blonde woman walking up to me. She's coming at me strong. Oh, wait, she's really smart and she's interesting. And she's funny. And so that has always helped me. There's been so many times where Jane and I will meet the same, like, we'll say a source or let's just say for this example, an agent. And Jane will, like, barrel them down and get all this info from them and just talking to them. And I'll just be quiet um, and I'll just listen in. And the person will always be like, you're really shy. And I'm like, little do you know. So we yeah. have, like, attack things. Yeah, you guys are very, very similar. Having been the person that is usually behind you, the one that doesn't get into the party, and, like, seeing you guys get into the party, it's, like, <laughs> quite literally the okay. person that does not get into the party. This is another thing that you can appreciate. But wait. I, okay, great tease, great tease. We got we got to take a quick time out, but Diana's going to tell me one other thing that I can do. We are here on Drinks With Things. Stan Arsini from ESPN. Jane Slater from NFL Network. What? Hey, amalgamation of amazing women. Let's go. Drinking and binking. Stella, baby. Hi, I'm Roman Rojas. And on the first episode of the Roman Rojas podcast, I talked to my friend Danilo Alvarez about how a night of fun and partying in Cali, Colombia ended up with him being kidnapped along with his girlfriend, Geraldine, and how they were able to get out of this horrible situation. Join me every week in my conversations with people that have incredible stories to tell. Subscribe to the Roman Rojas podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. Hi, I'm Scott Pioli, and I had drinks with Binks tonight. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We've got NFL Network's Jane Slater and ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown Diana Rossini. We are making this collab happen. We've made this collab happen in real life as friends, as working badass females. You two, I'm talking about. And it's been very exciting um, watching you guys still be able to work during the pandemic. Like, what's been the biggest difference right now about how you do your job? I don't interact with anybody in person anymore, which for someone like me, it's my personality to, to connect that way. It's actually why I love being a reporter is I love to meet people and I like to talk face to face. And so just to be doing everything over text message and zoom and FaceTimes, um, I, I miss it. Like I can't wait to get on the field and just see everybody. I haven't been able to go to any training camps yet because uh, as of right now, we're just not traveling until the season starts. So um, it's been it's been tough. So I've, I've really missed that. And, and now I'm just using all my sources, so to speak, to, to get the information to do my job, which uh, normally I would do in person. Mine has been particularly challenging because, of course, I cover the Cowboys 99.8% of the time. And we have an entire new coaching staff here. And when they were hired versus when I would have normally had time to interact with them at OTAs and, and things along those lines. I have not met Jim Tumsul in person. I know Mike Nolan very briefly, the defensive coordinator from New Orleans. But even these rookies, if uh, here's where the workflow is, has benefited. I'll get to that in a second. But the hard part is, to Diana's point, typically I am networking, and when we're coming off the football field and everybody's focused on the Dak scrum or Zeke, I'm talking to the second, third string guys 
information about practice that nobody is paying attention to. And then all of a sudden I've got this amazing nugget that I'm tweeting out and I'm getting cell phone numbers and I'm developing relationships. We have no access. So unlike Diana, I've been at the facility the last couple of weeks and we do a thermal heat check and then we're allowed out in the football field. But here's where I'm just going nuts. We're allowed access to two hours of practice. I can't tell you who's working out with the ones. I can't tell you who's working out with the twos. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Gerald McCoy, who they got in the free agency, got injured during practice. I'm not allowed to talk about that uh, until practice is over at 10 o'clock. So some real challenges with their workflow. But here's where it's been great. Uh, like you've learned, doing this thing from home, my podcast, we were able to get up on YouTube. And, and as a result of that, with so many guys sitting around, I was able to get all of our rookies on that podcast and get to see them face-to-face and get mm-hmm. their cell phone numbers. And so now when I'm seeing them walking across the quad at the star, they're like, hey, what's up? Because I was one of the few reporters they with in the offseason. Um, I've been able to cover the Titans a little bit better during the draft and the Saints. And so that has been great. But, for instance, I've got a game coming up week one. We're still working through it. I have to drive to it, and it's not close. So even though I won't have any locker room access or things along those lines, we still have a lot of these safety protocols in place that the network is really holding on to. So in that respect, there have been some real challenges with COVID. But I've had friends, their contracts were up this year. They didn't get re-upped. So Diana and I, we talk about this all the time. We've been unemployed. I've been laid off. Uh, I know how difficult this time is. So you feel a little guilty even complaining about some of the adversity that comes with your job because you have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have that kind of perspective. And and I'd be curious. I mean, you talked about, Jane, you're going to go to the game in game week one. Like, mm-hmm. then what does it look like there if you aren't able to, to be face to face? Do you know yet or is it sort of? We have a well, little for bit instance, of we have a little bit of information. So, for instance, we're doing a blue and white scrimmage game this weekend at AT&T Stadium, and they just today said that no fans. Um, we don't know where we're set up. We're, we don't know how we're spread across with the press boxes. I do know for game day we're not allowed on the field, and I've told I've been told that sideline reporters are going to kind of be on like a booger mov- mobile, <laughs> so they're going to be elevated. Which actually is a sideline reporter if you've ever done an NFL game. And I, yeah, it's great because it is so hard to see the field when you're down behind a particular bench and you're flipped. Like, that's why I love when Aaron and Christina Pink both have a team to cover. It is so much easier to focus on one yeah. team versus the entire field. <laughs> but and I know I'm going from the XFL where I was like running in the huddle. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You, were, you were like in the game, basically. Like, that was so amazing. I wanted to run routes. I was like, just put me in. Who cares? I'm really bad. Yeah. She was, by the way, crushed that. And I'm, has The Rock reached out to you yet, by the way? I'm waiting. I like tweet at him every day. I'm like, hi. Okay, hi. well, let's take this moment. The Rock. What should The Rock know about you being XFL? Hi, Dwayne. I'm Diana. Um, I really enjoy the XFL. I believe in it. And I think it's a great opportunity for anyone that has love for the game to be part of, whether that means you're an actual player or you're just a sideline reporter like me. It's all about the entertainment and the competition. And I really want to join your team. Boom. When everybody was talking down to her as if like, it was almost like she was like all of a sudden the star of minor league. She embraced it, loved it, owned it. I didn't watch any of the XFL games, full disclosure, because it was off-season. I didn't need to because she – it was a tweet storm every weekend. Sorry. I, no, I, yeah, I loved watching crushed, Diana. She, I was very annoying. loved it. I was very annoying. No, but, but I that's what you got to do. Con- I enjoyed the connection, too, with the players and, you know, like someone like P.J. Walker, who was in the league, is now the backup quarterback to Teddy Bridgewater. You know, there's – there's all these yeah. like connections and it was just so much fun because they those guys wanted to just play football. And the hard part is, is, is we saw what sideline reporters could be and could do and, and yeah. finally like a bit more respect in that regard of, of the accessibility that they get. But then now it's almost like the complete opposite. What is maybe one way you both had to be creative? Jane, I'll start with you in your job to sort of go around some of these these holes. Um. I mean, like I said, right now, I think it's really important to reach out. Like, for instance, in Dallas, I've had a lot of success talking to their personal, uh, like every single player in the offseason has a defensive line coach, an offensive line coach, a wide receivers coach, running backs coach, whatever. Reaching out to them to get an assessment of the team because these coaches in Dallas haven't seen these guys in live action until 
three weeks ago. Um, and then back to your point for the games, what we know right now is we're going to be doing pregame from the stands, but we still don't know what our press box situation is going to look like. Postgame, we're not allowed on the field, and we've got to do these again. It's a virtual Zoom every day. So in Dallas, I've got practice. I've got Mike McCarthy does a virtual Zoom at 7, practice from 8 to 10, and then I have a virtual Zoom with three players that we log and we all have access to, going to be the exact same way with uh, postgame locker room. So it's, it's different. It's, and, and I'll be interested to see how hard it's going to be as us, us reporters to get back mm-hmm. all of the independence that we have. Oh, yeah, because you can't imagine – you can imagine NFL them. will not want to give it back after seeing this. Look, can we be honest, though? I, I, got, I got knocked by a couple of beat reporters a couple of years ago when I said, in what world when we're talking about workplace conditions and sexual harassment – does your job require you to stand in a locker room full of naked men for an hour just to effectively do your job and be competitive? What well, should be world? somewhere else. It's, it's awkward for I, I everyone don't underst- there. Right. I don't understand. Wait, you're saying the just, locker room bothers you? It does. I, I, why is I love it. Because it, not because they're naked, but because they're like fresh off the field. Like anyone who's But we can get sports. them while they're coming off the field is my point. That would be as better. As like before they go here. into the locker room. As, yes. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, like, it's why, hard. Why, but then they're always wanting to go somewhere else. Like, Jane, to that point, like if they're coming off the field, they're like, yo, I want to go get like, I want to go please. shower. There's, well, there's and nowhere to I get it where they're like, be able to say ease. you have to talk to the player or this is your particular day to talk. Literally training camp, we do it so seamlessly. So the fact that like, I can't tell you how awkward it is to stand around in a locker room for an hour and like hope and pray that one of these guys are going to talk to you. Meantime, they're just completely disrupted. It amazes mm-hmm. me. I did an interview with Michael Thomas four years ago. And he did it with his shirt off and a towel over his shoulders, like straight up old school. Like, I mean, this was like Keyshawn Johnson, his uncle back in the day. And I had people commenting on my Instagram, like, was he naked? I'm like, you guys realize this is what I do every single day. And so I just, it's fascinating to me that we have these workplace, you know, like HR summits. And they talk about, you know, if a person grabs your arm a little too long or, you know, above the wrist, that's bad. But yet. I can stand in the locker room full of naked men yeah, for an hour. Yeah, I, 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 as you can imagine, that doesn't go over well with beat writers when you sh- say that. Yeah, no, I could see that. And in, I've gotten tons of great info, as as have you, you know, in those settings. It's not like it's preventing us. It's just definitely a little awkward. You know, I get that question a lot from journalism schools. You guys do, too, of, like, is it yeah. weird to be in the locker room? Like, I don't really care about that. It's not even about the nudity. Um, but I do think that, you know, organizations want to have their message heard before they break to talk to us, right? So how many times have we talked to players? They sound like they're saying the same thing because their coach just said in yes, the exactly. post-game meeting, guys, when we talk to the media, we're not talking about postseason. We're not talking about this win. We're talking about the next game against the Chargers, whatever the heck they say. But you if know? you're grabbing them coming off the field, Diana, as they're getting ready to go into the locker room and it's a free-for-all like we do at training camp, just grab that guy, grab that guy, grab that guy. To me, it's so much more in the moment anyways. Yeah. And in the locker room, a lot of the times, to your point, they can dodge you. Sorry, I got treatment. They do, Sorry, I got yeah. your lip. Like, going to the training table. So go to the shower. The time, they're I'm, trying to get I out of there. I spend 45 minutes a day just sitting around a locker room full of guys getting dressed. Okay, what's your, se- what's your secret then? How do you get them to talk when they don't want to? How do you stalk? I mean, I think, it, I think a lot of people go up to a guy and ask super personal questions without having a relationship, and you touched on it earlier. It goes back to authentically, and I say this to my journalism students, you did the little Zoom journalism school I did during the COVID. I believe in this 1,000%. When I go up to players, I authentically care about them as human beings. And I hope that that comes across in my dialogue and in my communications with them and that they know it's not just about a, a scoop. And I think I'm successful with a lot of players because they know that about me. I think they know that 80% of the things that they tell me probably never make it on air. Mm. And that when I go up and ask them about their wives or their children or their favorite TV shows or saw you're doing this thing on the weekend or in your community, I think they know it's coming from an authentic place. My, st- my style is so much different like because I, I have that side, but I also have the – you talk about being authentic. I'll be like – and I've done this many times. Uh, I think Travis Kelsey, I did it with – uh, most recently in terms of the last game I can think of, which I was like, hey, 
I'm hopping on SportsCenter, right? These guys know what SportsCenter is. I'm hopping on SportsCenter. I'm talking about your production. You got to give me one reason why you're better now than you were a month ago when your numbers were down. And usually when they understand what you're doing and why Mm -hmm. you need it, they usually play ball because they get it. And they're like, okay, I'll come to play. But I will say for both of you guys, feels like a very, uh, you know, warm home cooking Dallas feeling. And then like Jersey, like, yo, I need, I need two, three things going on sports center right now. How's your family? Because when I met Rossini, when I worked in Tyler, Texas, my very first TV market, we had a young girl named Annalisa Petralia, who is from Long Island. She works for New York News, I think now up there. And then there's me. And when we would call the the sheriff's department, the police department, our approaches were just like that. Hey, so-and-so, how's your wife? Like, how was Sunday dinner? And then she'd be like, yo, this is Annalisa. Like, what's yeah. you got for me today? I don't have time. I'm busy. Hey, both of them, both of them seemingly are working right now for both of you guys. We've got a whole lot more to come. Uh, we got to take a quick time out here on Drinks with Binks. We've got NFL Network's Jane Slater and ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown. Diana Rossiti, we're drinking some beer. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still, very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. We've got ESPN's Diana Rossini and NFL Network's Jane Slater. All of us have worked on the sideline. I know you probably find that hard to believe for me, but in our day, we have patrolled the sideline. So I thought, I have a show where we have drinks. We have this experience. Let's play Never Have I Ever Sideline Edition. Dun, dun, dun. And you also, put very... up that picture of you with your hair all wet at that one. Yes, you know, everyone knows. I worked really, really hard that day. I just didn't wear a hat but everyone thinks i was like trying to, i was getting my scoops but i just didn't wear a hat and it was raining okay so how this is gonna work is uh we're gonna go around the horn and say uh something that maybe we've never done or maybe we have done on the sideline as a sideline reporter if you've if it's happened to you or you've done it you have to drink all right let go you're lucky this isn't about your real life same with me uh, first of first, never have I ever had a player swear in an interview with me on TV. That was an XFL beauty this year. Oh, it was. <laughs> and it was one of those when he did it because we're so trained of like, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. I, I, I froze. I didn't know what to do. I was like, he cursed. But it was a great moment. What it was, was the word without saying it? No, you can say it. We'll bleep it. That's no, what it did was? It. No, I just wanted a long beep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Okay, Jane, next one up. Never have I ever been hit by a ball on the sidelines. No Man, one else? Melissa, Melissa Stark got nailed, though, at that London game, and she took it like the boss queen that she is on the sideline this year. Do y'all remember seeing that? I do. My friend PFT commenters always said, well, he's our, all of our friends, um, says every week I should try to get hit. He's like, you'll, you'll go viral. Yeah, you will. Ex- except for, for when I had it. I, so as a soccer sideline reporter, I had my notes in one hand and the soccer ball was coming to me and I just thought I would, I just thought I would catch I it like this. It. Oh, I just thought I would. <laughs> and yeah. it hit me right in the head and Kaka, like one of the greatest players of all time. I just remember him looking at me and just laughing, like could not stop laughing. And it's it's just, so it right didn't play out the way you thought it would. In other words, you thought it's going to be this heroic highlight. Really no, I didn't. Life. I did not know what was going to happen. Whenever that soccer ball came near me, I was like, somebody else want to deal with this right now? Okay. Um, never have I ever had a coach yell at me on the sideline. That's like part All right, of the job. story time. Anyone? Yeah. No, just par for the course. Any good nuggets? Mike, Tom- no. Mike Tomlin told me to get the hell away from the huddle because I was trying to like I was doing ESPN radio sidelines and I was being really snoopy and he just locked eyes with me and those are scary eyes and I was like ah and I just ran away. 
Mine was, this is, I was, I had two games for CBS two years ago, and not only did weather cause me to miss Andrew Luck's first meeting with the production crew since he'd come back, and it was Frank Reich's first year, but so then at that point, I'd only had the Bengals, so I'd, I'd obviously been with Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton and them, and then I, so I was already a little discombobulated, I'm like, oh, I've got to step my game up, you know, first game for CBS, I then attempt to get Frank Reich leaving, going into the locker room, and security straight blocked me. So not only did I not make the production meeting, but I also didn't get the coach heading into the locker room, and it was a complete cluster coming out. It was not the greatest debut uh, for a two-game CBS That's assignment. But, yes, spot. I absolutely got yelled at by the security guard uh, <laughs> in that one, too. But also, I think that day, by the coaches for getting too close to the huddle. Hey, that's all it is. It's always too close. Bruce Arena. Ream me out as well, but for just because we were late on the broadcast. All right, last one. Never have I ever been on camera and not known I was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the XFL? I was in every shot. I had to have a meeting with the executive producer to be like, uh, you need to be more aware. You're on in every shot of the field. I was like, you knew you were on camera. You no, knew. No, here's how I know. Because if you look at the shot, I look ridiculous. Like if I knew, I would have been like, you know, I wasn't doing that. Like, you side, see yeah. me. I'm in like, like full like man face mode. I was, it wasn't good. It wasn't smart, but. She's so calculated. What was that? This is how calculated I think Rusini is, and she'll never own up to this stuff. You're into the what water. What was thing. it when with all during? No, this is during the COVID. Uh, it's we're still in the COVID. Yes, that's what we say down here in Texas. We're in the COVID. Yes. Oh, you you're have talking to about that in Texas. Texas. You're going to say the Matt Berry thing with the hesitation. Yes. Yes. Swear, that was a bit. Rusini. I swear on us. I swear on everything that we've been through, and you know my deepest, darkest secrets. I swear on all those. That just was a, there was just a technology issue and people thought I did it to be funny because the question was, Matt Barry on SportsCenter said, Diana, how is the, what are you expecting from the draft in terms of technology and handling it all? She just, and I just froze and my camera froze. So people thought I did that to be, to make a moment. I thought it was an amazing bit. That is so weird that people think that that's a moment these days. She's my best friend. I thought it was a moment. <laughs> No, I just, just have, I, you have to understand, like, she play like, she plays to situations. A perfect example is Doug Barone, uh, Rustini and I at Combine always post up at Starbucks waiting for coaches and GMs and agents to come through. It's our hot spot. Doug Barone sits down with us, and I love Doug Barone. He's very intimidating to a lot of people, but he's this Jersey guy. I fired him. Rustini turns on the Jersey charm. New York. My, New York. My mother goes to that church. My father went to that school. We went to the, the pizza joint there. And all of a sudden, this accent I've never heard from Rusini is just like next level. This would be like me using the East Texas connection for Lovey Smith. You know, I've you seen guys you. videos. You're, you're like, yeah. hi, yo. I'm getting my like house. I'm a key. So anything I've ever seen before. I love it. And then. And then when she didn't grace him with his her presence, he she went to the Patriots Dolphins game or Patriots uh, Jacksonville games. She ignores Doug, and we see him the following year at Combine. He goes, "You're dead to me." And she goes, "What are you talking about, Coach?" Because I told everybody from the neighborhood, "You're one of us. You're one of us." And I was like, "Are you going to send him cannolis? Like, I, like you're in a spot right now." I mean, it was like a real like he was wounded over that. Yeah. Well, he got fired, and then not. Wow, I love that. I mean, hey, that's uh, you got to lean into what makes you unique, right? What that's I always doing? bring up oh, the Canadian Julie, thing. That is what you've been, Julie. That's what you represent. You're like a whole country for this, for our country. I am a whole country for your country. Your that's country. my new slogan. <laughs> uh, I'm running for office. All right, guys, we'll be back with a whole lot more with Jane Slater and Diana Rossini after this on Drinks and Things. Thanks. 
GEICO knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that GEICO always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Thanks. I'm JSB. We've got Jane Slater from NFL Network and Diana Rossini from ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown. And I have to say, uh, I mentioned Diana I met first, and she messaged me a really nice thing on Twitter being like, hey, I'm at an MLS dinner and they're saying nice things about you and you'd never know unless I told you, which I was like, that is like such a cool thing for someone to do. Um, like so out of their way. And so obviously I was like, she has to be my friend. She was so nuts to me. And then uh, I was with Jen Lotta for dinner, and Jen's like, you have to be friends with Diana Rossini. Like, she's the best. And then I was like, okay, great. Double down on that. And then when I was going to Cowboys training camp for really no particular reason, I was super hungover that day. But in Diana's advice, it was like, you got to make an impact at ESPN. You have a one-year contract. Like, go, go, go. So I, I shadowed an ESPN reporter that day while like literally wanting to kill myself and Jane Diana was like you have to be my friend Jane Slater and Jane like helped me figure out what I was looking at because I remember you were like you probably don't know what you're looking at right now I was like nope first of all regardless of the football I was just like I'm seeing stars but it was like very helpful so you guys told each other how you like helped each other out and it was like it's so on brand because it helped help me out as well I'm a huge fan of yours. I always say you've got nine lives. I've never seen a girl pivot the way that you've had in this industry. And so always going to be your biggest cheerleader. Someone call me a chameleon, but I appreciate that better. Um. (laughs) You're very versatile. And I will always say if I ever, like if I just had your your presence on the air and your credibility that you had anytime I saw you on MLS sidelines, especially, my career would be much better. Yeah, it would be. It would be on Fubo <laughs> because your career's on ESPN. It's not on Fubo. Not and good. neither is yours, Jane. It's not on Fubo. Actually, it is on Fubo. I love Fubo. Both NFL Network and ESPN are, but we actually all we actually all work together right now, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Inception. Okay, let's get back to the guests. Although I've really enjoyed just like all those compliments about me. Uh, first, Diana, we're going to play a little game of biggest misconceptions. I just made that game up. Diana, what's the biggest misconception about breaking news? And let's keep these answers short and sweet. That it's easy. I think people think you just get a text message and it's and you're golden. I think it's one of the hardest things you could possibly do. Uh, I had somebody actually message me today and said, uh, what's more fun, giving a real hot take that kind of gets a lot of people talking or breaking news? I'm like, breaking news any day because it's so hard. It's just like anything else. If you work hard at it and you get the result, it feels the best. Yeah, it's got to feel like a whole lot of drugs coming at you at once. Um, I think that would what people would say. Uh, Jane, uh, biggest misconception about covering the Cowboys? I think to her point, I think everyone thinks that I'm Jerry Jones' pet, and he just literally sends me text messages full of all the scoops, and it is really, really hard to fight off all the national insiders, the boys' club, as it relates to Adam, who I have tremendous respect for, and Chris Mortensen. By the way, both of those guys will slide into your DMs and tell you you've done a good job when you yeah, broke something. So I'm such a huge fan of those guys and their support. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think... Yeah. Tr- I thought I you were going to say something else about them sliding into your DMs, but I'm really yeah, glad that they're, was they're, the they're, 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 no, You know who's like sliding into my DMs these days, and it's so cute, is Dylan Schefter, <laughs> Adam's daughter. Like, she is going to be a rock star one day. Every time I see her at Pro Bowl, she is hustling on the sidelines. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite Instagram follows, but... I always love when I get a DM from that Schefter. I don't, yeah. Adam Schefter is probably one of the classiest guys in the business. Yeah, definitely. And Dylan actually helped us here because Adam couldn't figure out um, the show. He had, he had a call coming in, and so she helped us because has the problems. generation below us is going to lap us any day now. Uh, Diana, biggest misconception about New Jersey? That we're trashy. We are a little rough around the edges at times, and we haven't perfected the polish just yet, but we have the biggest hearts and we're the best people to be around when you want to have a good time. Girl, I saw Teresa Giudici, or, or uh, I keep going back to Bravo. Clearly, I'm, I'm in the wrong uh, business, but those picks from the Jersey Shore, I mean, it is 
she lives in my town. Oh, wow. wow. So it's real. It's like, it's just <laughs> I'm real. on the it's map. Real a lot of Jersey. A lot of Jersey. You are almost one of show. those, too, Diana, because you're getting engaged soon. And um, because we love... Yes. I would yes, you are. With a real house but house. you never know. You might have to get engaged again. Um, you well, never know. Yeah. Okay. So, Jane, biggest misconception about Dallas? My favorite is I've had friends that have visited me from California, and they jump off the plane with a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. I will tell you, you will see that in Texas, but you're going to have to go to Fort Worth and go a little bit further west. Dallas has always pretended and acted as if they're a little mini New York. And so there's a there's a sophistication here. Uh, but I do think that's the biggest misconception. And I think a lot of my friends that come to visit me, they think all these girls are vapid females with the big hair that all they care about are their designer bags, which is true in some circles. Uh, but we also have a very, very inclusive group here. So I, I am... I, it's funny Jules, that you, we've got Jules, Diana and I out here. We're both like say, so indicative of where we live. We are. Yeah, we, we, we represent are. Our, our the places where, and you too, Jules. But at the same time, we give each other the hardest time about where the others from. Yet I'm realizing as Jane's talking, we actually have so much in common with where we're from. And we're both very. I think all three of us are very proud about where we're from. I am especially when it's so divisive in America. I am so proud to be a Texan. I've never identified with being really an American Texan. We still believe that we could secede and thrive. And I believe that. Jane never felt she's been identified as an American. That's the headline here. I brought you over to the dark side, baby. All right, we got to take a quick time out. We'll be back with more Jane Slater. Diana, I you don't go anywhere. We're talking to bacon. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. We've got ESPN Stan and Rossini from Sunday NFL Countdown, NFL Network, Shane Slater, also from the Boys and Girl Podcast, and me, JSB. Yeah, you know me. We are here having a great time with some booze and some awesome ladies and guys everyone knows you from your work and like the scoops you have and the stories you tell but i want people to know more about you what would be something diane i'll start with you what would be something that would surprise us about who you are as a person i mean i put it all out there so i don't have a lot of secrets um but because i put it out there so much i'm just learning this about myself i feel like you guys are gonna laugh at me when i say this I'm learning that I am a little bit more reserved and shy than I thought I was all these years. Um, I've noticed this recently in different scenarios and people I've been meeting lately. I just, uh, for example, I had to meet with a priest um, because I have to do pre-cana for my marriage. Do you have um, any burns? For, for my wedding day. Uh, believe me, it was very difficult for me to walk into that rectory <laughs> and be like, there's no way they're going to allow this. Um <laughs> And so after spending an hour with our priest, his assessment was that my fiance was the strong, charismatic, uh, enthusiastic personality with the kind heart. And I was cold blooded and uh, reserved and uptight. Which oh, honey, he just sexist. That. That's all. See, this is her making stuff up again, Julie. We cannot this trust is, her this story. Is Do not be this listening is, to that priest, honey. You're better true. than him. No, I was, I, I think I just had guilt while I was sitting there. I was thinking of like every sin. Didn't the priest say that, that you were magnetic and I was kind of cold-blooded and a jerk? He said yes. No, um, Kevin, I want to hear that. Kevin. He said yes. He just says he's very shy. Um, he's we keep him in the closet back there. The um, okay, that is, yeah. that is, I mean, I, 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 dis, I disagree with the priest, but I, I always have. Okay, uh, Jane. Um <laughs> We weren't going to cover politics, but we're going to cover religion. Yes. We're, we're covering we're getting, religion. Yeah. We're covering politics. My <laughs> campaign slogan. Uh, what's something that gives you anxiety in life? Oh. Can I answer for her? 
I think not getting it right. Like I had somebody give me sage advice once that I'm like a little golden retriever who has to get a pat on the head and a, and a gold star. And so I think I have anxiety not getting things right or getting the scoop or being awesome at my job. I'm petting you because you're so great. <laughs> yeah, that is also a very normal fear, like like feeling in this it's industry. A, I'm like a massive type A. Like, I mean... We talked about this. I make my bed every morning. I mean, I'm just very OCD. So, yes, like, mm-hmm. I would say that's my biggest anxiety is not Jane. Right. Uh, sorry, Jane, I'm taking this over for you. Jane also struggles with not being uh, liked. Jane loves to be just, you don't have to love Jane. She's cool with that. You, she just likes to be liked. Like, she just doesn't like having enemies, whereas mm. I am cool with the world hating me. That is so true. Jane's like, I love everybody. I was like, I hate half these people that we're at this restaurant with. This like, sounds like maybe them. I am agreeing with the priest. She might be a little <laughs> cold-blooded here. Darren, this is great. We got to go to a break. We'll be back with a whole lot more oh, of these two awesome ladies here on Drinks With Things. We're drinking and banking here. JSB with Jane Slater from NFL Network, Dan Orsini from ESPN. And Diana, I cut you off in our first block of the show. I remembered you wanted to give me some kind of advice because I was discussing how I didn't get into a party, but I did actually have an invite, but I was too stupid to remember that I did. Well, twofold. Um, or at least I'd give you two quick pointers. One, just call Jane Slater. She will get you into any party on this planet. There are people who say they know people and can get you in, and then there's Slater. You do not go anywhere without. If you go with her, you get in. It's just how it works. There's, And it's not even like, hi, I'm Jane. It's straight up. I'm Jane Slater. I got four people. We're good, right? Get right in. I'm a people pleaser. I want the gold star for my friends that I got you into the party. With that, the the relief of that stress that so many people have when you walk up to try to get into a party, to know that you have to deal with that. It's 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 pretty it's valuable. It's amazing. It's very. I will say just, at this particular party, yes, we were discussing was uh, I had an invite, but then I just I was like, oh, I didn't. I'll just wait. I was so I was so Canadian. I just stood and talked to the bouncer for forty minutes outside in the rain. But then that helped. Rain, a that helped later on Star Island. That helped later because then Diana came back and was like handing me a bracelet to come in, and the bouncer because he was my BFF AEAE was like, yeah, just go in. <laughs> We missed the best part of the whole story. So Julie can't get into the party that Jane and I are in and never checked in and realized her name was actually. I had an invite and I'm a f-ing idiot. So <laughs> I waited outside for the Anyway. But outside. the best part about JSB was some girls, Texas girls, would have complained, hate text, disowned you. Being the cool chick that she is, she's in this cute, I believe it was a green silk dress, right? Like No, cute, it was a I was in this big ball gown. Wish I it was a yellow jumper. It yeah, was, it was hot. Jumper, it was yes, super it was, cute. And I mean, it, it is torrential downpours. And it was a who's who. When we walked in, yes, it was Wyclef Jean was, was performing. Just drop all his names. later showed up. There was a yep. massive yacht off the back mm-hmm. of this house. And had there not been a monsoon, you would have had all these tables on the dance floor. But I won't say the who's who that we ended up in a booth with. But we were literally stuck in a booth with, like, the most. Can we just say who the girl was? No, no. We have to say we who the supermodel was. No, we, you guys can't say. You can't say. It's A-list. The supermodel you guys are, you guys are the insiders. You cannot say all who around you. And no. Diana and I can literally, I at least can say, I peaked. I never need to go to another party again. It's in Tampa That was it. Next year. Everything else. I'm good. Miami was it. And also because then the world pretty much ended after that. It was just like, there you go. You got everything. Okay. You have one story. No, you have one team this year. Jane exempt is the Cowboys that you are focused in on. You can only pick this one team that you want to dissect. Who is it? The Titans. What's your reason, dude? <laughs> They're my favorite team. They're my one seed. They're your one <laughs> Okay, they're your one seed. What about you, Diana? Uh, for me, it would be... It would be the Green Bay Packers. I want to see how Aaron Rodgers is going to handle 
the Jordan Love draft, the relationship with Matt LaFleur, knowing that Green Bay is basically admitting that they're all in on the run game and not Aaron Rodgers. Okay, great. And one last thing, you can only say the team. We have a couple Stellas right now. I'm finishing the end of this one. Make your Super Bowl prediction. Whoever doesn't get it right in February or whenever the Super Bowl is played, if played at all, we will have to chug for being wrong. What is your prediction? Jane, I'll start with you. Cowboys. Cowboys. Diana. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Okay. Bills. This is why it's going to be the Cowboys year is because there's going to be an asterisk next to whoever wins. <laughs> there are no asterisks in sports during a pandemic. Right. Haven't you been watching the NHL and the NBA playoffs? Okay, guys, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with these two hooligans after this. Hey, everyone, Montel here. I need to check out my brand new podcast, Let's Be Blunt with Montel. We'll be having kind of conversations about cannabis, wellness, and everyday social issues impacting your everyday life. It's all about empowering you and giving you the information you need to make it through your daily life. There won't be any BS. There won't be any hidden agendas. Just honest, interesting conversations. So make sure you tune in to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's all about a blunt conversation, and that's what we intend to have every day. We have had an awesome time drinking and binking here with NFL Network's Jane Slater and ESPN's Diana Rossini. It's been a nice little Zoom catch-up over drinks. Shh, don't tell my boss. That's my job. Jane, where can we find you next? Where can everyone watch you? NFL Network, we are busy with Inside Training Camp. And, of course, we'll have all of your coverage leading up to football. Everyone didn't think this was happening. It looks like we're happening. So you can also find me on Twitter, at Slater NFL. And then if you are a Cowboys fan... You can check me out on Fox Sports Radio, the Boys and Girl Podcast. And Diana? You do a lot, Slater. Uh, you can catch me on Sunday NFL Countdown, and you can catch me all over ESPN, Get Up, ESPN Radio. I'm pretty much everywhere on ESPN. All you guys have uh, a million jobs, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to drink and bank here. You know, I think we should make it uh, a recurring theme on or off air because probably most of the stuff we probably didn't even put on air that we could. I digress. We have so much more content on Fubo Sports, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Check it all out as well. As if you want to now listen to this in podcast format, you can go to Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your pods. And guys, we will see you next week. Bottoms up, bitches. Thanks for watching. Miss you. Love you, girls. <laughs>